0: All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is November 2nd, 2023 at week 248. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Uh, we got two early comments. Um, David says, praise the Lord, my brothers. Hope everyone is doing well and having a blessed day in the Lord. And also Casey, praise the Lord, brothers and everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed day in the Lord. God bless, love all of you. And we, and we love you too. And we definitely appreciate you for t- tuning in and being one of the early comments. So appreciate you, David and Casey. So as you can see from the title, it says appreciate what you have. We don't ever want to get to a place where we start taking anything for granted, even the smallest minute things. We we need to appreciate all of those things because God can take them away in an instant and we'll see just how important those little things are. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it.
1: Thank you, Melvin. Before we get too far into it tonight, we always like to start by saying a prayer. So if you guys can join in with us, we encourage you to do so. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us yet again Lord we thank you for our life health and strength Lord we thank you for waking us this morning Lord we thank you for giving us food we thank you for uh, giving us the sun giving us the wind giving us even the cold weather whatever it is that you've brought to us Lord we thank you for it because we understand that there is a purpose that you have a plan and that your will must be done. Lord, we ask that no matter what happens to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight, that your word would go forth, that you alone would increase and that we would all decrease. Lord, we're praying for just your word to go forth. Lord, we're praying for new revelation. Lord, we're praying that uh, you would just help us to see that you would Reveal things that have been hidden since the foundation of the world. So, Lord, we'll continue to honor you. We'll continue to praise you. We'll continue to magnify you and uplift your holy name. All of these blessings we pray in your fantastic name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, appreciate what you have. Again, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Uh, We always appreciate you. Because we understand you could have been in so many other places doing so many other things. Um, some of you may be busy right now. You may be uh, having to go to a store or whatever, whatever it is that you have going on. We, we still invite you to tune in with us. We invite you to go back and listen to these things when you can even focus more. Um, go back and read over these scriptures because uh, you you won't get it all in one Bible study. You will not. Uh, you won't get it all in all of the Bible studies, but we get more and more day by day. We get more and more as we continue to uh, seek his word, as we continue to study his word. That that brings me to something I actually meant to mention in the Monday night Zoom Bible study, but I failed to. Uh, and so I, I did want to mention this because we have something that is precious now in the book of first Samuel chapter 3 now we will not pick that up at least I don't intend to tonight but the Bible tells us that the word of God was precious in those days um, God's word was not given it, it was it was um, he he kept it he, he wasn't uh, putting out a lot of his message but now, There was a lot of things that happened with that, and we'll we'll kind of look into something along those lines today. But, you know, something I wanted to challenge God's people, because, again, this is joy in the midst of a storm. You know, there are tragic things that happens in our lives. There are sad things. There are so much that weighs on our hearts, that weighs on our minds. And the... I continually see people mention how they've had to go to some type of counseling and, you know, some type of, uh, to receive some type of help. I've, I've seen that a lot. And I understand why. Because as people, we're dealing with a lot. You know, there are problems that you may be going through that no one even knows about. You know, most of your family, most of them probably don't know, if any know. And so, we're looking for some type of relief. We're looking for some type of strength, some type of help in that time of need, during that storm, during the trial, during the tribulation. And so I realize the best help that we will receive comes from the Word of God. This is the best help. Whatever the problem is, I know people will say, well, Oh, I didn't see my problem in there. Or, oh, you know, uh, my exact situation, I didn't find it in there. Well, I, I would ask you, did you read it? Did you look for it? But besides that, God, he is our creator. He is our maker. And so whatever problems that we endure he has the answer to it. He has the remedy. He's able to fix those problems because he's the maker. If, if, if something's wrong with your vehicle and you have a Toyota car, look, Toyota ought to be the people who know how to find the problem because they made it. And so, God, I know we have problems. But we have the problem solver in God who created us. And so he knows the answer. So I said all of that because I want to challenge you. And this is something that I've been doing already myself. But I want to challenge you and invite you to do this with me, uh, to do this with your family, to do this with uh, anyone who's close to you, anyone else who's going through some type of trials and some type of problems they're they're having these mental battles or even if they're not even if they're perfectly fine and they're just as happy as they want to be i still challenge you i want to challenge you to read one chapter a day just one now you can read more i'm not i'm not giving you a limit uh, I'm not putting a cap on it because God knows we need more and more, but I want to challenge you to read just one chapter, just one, uh, pick wherever you would like to read it. I won't give you what book, just pick a book. There is value in every single book in this Bible, all of these 66 books, there is value to them. So I want to challenge you to pick one book and read at least one chapter a day. Now, if you're feeling good and you get into it, look, read more than one. (laughs) I dare you to. (laughs) But now I want to just encourage you to read one chapter a day, just one. Uh, Many people out there may be as I was. I grew up going to church. You may have, you may have not. But at the end of the day, something we probably both had in common was the fact that I did not read my Bible. I was not using my spare time to read the Word of God. Even people that like to read, I'll find those people, they're not reading the Word of God. A lot of people who like to read, they're reading all types of other books. And so I want to challenge you to get in the Word of God. Not not a book that talks about the Word. See, I, I hear people do that a lot. See, we we avoid reading the word of God so much. We'll go and read a book that talks about the word of God. No, I want you to get to the source. And so I'm challenging you to read one chapter a day for 30 days. This is a 30 day challenge. 30 days. I know there sometimes things happen. You may fall off track. I, I get it. But I'm challenging you to do this for 30 days. Now, again, this is something I meant to tell all of those who came to the Monday night Bible study, but I I failed to do so. But it is something that I've been uh, trying to make sure that I do because I I want to remain connected with God. I want to make sure that I'm staying. Uh, I continue to hear from him. See, there's a lot going on in the world today. And we'll get into some of those things um, tonight if the Lord says the same. So let's let's pick it up in Amos chapter 8, verse 11. Again, if you forget everything else I said in this Bible study, I want to invite you to do this with us. Read one chapter a day. Pick a place in the Bible, whether you've read it before or whether you have not. Pick one place. Spend a little time each day reading one chapter. So let's pick it up in Amos chapter eight, verse 11.
0: Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing
1: the words of the Lord. Now, this is rough. This is rough. See, I'm grateful to God that he called me, uh, for one, I'm grateful that God called other people to preach. I'm grateful he did this because this has been education for me. This has taught me things about life. This has taught me what's going to happen in the world, what's already happening and what will happen. And so God now, through the mouth of his prophets, he says, behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine, a shortage. There is a shortage that's coming in the land, he says. Not a famine of bread. See, when we think about famine, we're usually talking about some type of food, some type of supply, uh, bread. He said, not of bread nor a thirst of water. It won't be a drought. You'll still have plenty of water, plenty of food. But the one thing you will not have is the word of the Lord. See, I, I don't, I I just feel God leading me in a certain place where uh, for for some weeks now, I've been talking to you guys about what's going on in Israel. And I see, even my pastor has been talking about this, but I see the importance of God's people making their minds up to truly be saved. See, you must appreciate what you have right now. See, right now you have access to the word of God. Right now you have access to Christ. But I want you to know, because God wants you to know, because you are, we are the people of God. He wants us to know things. He's, he's, he's not trying to hold back this information. He's trying to tell us. You know, sometimes people don't, just don't want to tell you certain things. You ask questions. Sometimes people just don't even want to tell you something. But God, he's wanting us to ask him questions. He wants to teach us things because he cares. But now, God was warning his people that there was coming a time where they would not be able to hear from the Lord. You know, this you're talking about something scary. You know, we're having problems. And when our problems get so big, when our problems are magnified, we'll try all of the different resources. We'll go to doctors. We'll talk to counselors. We'll we'll talk to everyone who we think should know something. Even the ones we think don't know anything. We'll still talk to those people. But... When we get so desperate and there's nowhere else to turn, we finally turn ourselves to God. We begin to pray. You know, sometimes I'll see people who are not particularly religious, but when something happens that they know they don't know how to handle this, they say, oh, If you guys are the praying type of people. See, they're they're saying this because they're looking for help from wherever it can come from. And if God is real, because they might be unsure, but if God is real, they're saying, look, I need God's help. So imagine being in a situation you cannot comprehend. You cannot get out of. But God isn't there.
0: And uh, we have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiara asks, um, my internet cut out so I didn't hear what you said. Is Amos 8 saying that there is a shortage of preachers or of people who don't want to hear about God?
1: Let's read that verse again.
0: <clears throat> Behold, um, chapter 8, verse 11. Behold. The days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. Read the next part. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not
1: find it. See, we're talking about God not even giving his word. Not the people listening, whether people listen or not. No, he said, they're going to be looking for my word, but can't find it. People are going to be running all over the place trying to reach out to me. But they can't find it. See, that's why tonight. We're calling this thing, appreciate what you have. See, right now we have the Word of God. That's why I wanted to challenge everyone, including myself, make sure I'm spending some time in the Word of God every day. I know I know. every day for the rest of your life, you might not read the Word every day. I get it. But I want to challenge you. Can we do it for 30 days? Just to show God some appreciation for something, look this there was a period of time that the prophet prophesied about. 400 years the word of God was not given. No prophet, he wasn't sending his word through the prophet 400 years. Four hundred years. A famine took place where God was not giving his word, even if they were seeking it. See, these people had gotten in trouble with God. These Jews now, they had gotten in trouble with God. And because they continually rejected his word, because, look, these Jews were just like us. They were just like us. We say, God, I'm going to do right. I'm going to live right. I'm going to talk right. I'm going to act right. And we'll do it for a little while. And then we become complacent. Then we forget everything we told God we do. Then we start falling back because we start looking at other people and, well, so-and-so, they're not doing this. And, well, my friend told me I don't have to do th-. And so before we know it, we backslide. We backslidden. We went back. No longer doing what we promised God we would do. Look, I know because I've been there. I've told God certain things. God, I'm done with it. And before I knew it, found myself again doing the same old junk. I just said I wouldn't do. What is the problem here? See, God is looking for us to be consistent in serving him. He's looking for us to to serve him wholeheartedly. And in doing so, I cannot continue looking around at what someone else is doing because of their lack of obedience. I can't allow them to discourage me. So now, God said, there's coming a time where the word of God, you won't even be able to hear it. You talk about a dangerous time. This is what this is what stirred me in the direction that I wanted to go in tonight because I thought about it Monday. And so I said, you know what? I, I want to make sure that I'm in, I'm hearing from God because this is something that is a privilege to us. This is something that is a blessing to us for God to have created us a people. Who have disobeyed him and constantly neglected him, and now he's given us an entire Bible, an entire collection of these books. You know, I, I heard someone talk about a week or so ago, and uh, this 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 gentleman, black guy, he said he votes. Because of the lives that were lost, he, he, he talked about how he used to not vote. But because of the lives that were lost, that fought for him to have a right to vote, he said he now votes. And, you know, I thought that was good. I don't have any problem with that. But, you know, my mind went to what about the lives that were lost to get us this book? To get us the word of God, my, my mind starts to think about. I'm not trying to to minimize anybody's death, but I just think about what people went through to bring this to us. And just so you guys won't think I don't care, I actually was on the bus. Um, I think that was Saturday. It was Saturday. I was on a bus. And I looked around and it seemed like every race was on that bus. seemed like every single race was on the bus. And the bus got so full that certain people had to stand up. And I looked at every race standing. And me being a black man sitting there, I start to think, wow, you know, look at how far we've come as a society. As just, I mean, this thought literally crossed, literally crossed my mind, just sitting here, looking around at all these different people, standing, and I'm sitting. And so I appreciate everything that has happened, the lives that have been lost. I appreciate the fights that have been um, fought on my behalf. But now... When I began to think about God's word. I began to realize look, this is even more important than voting. We're talking about salvation here. See, a person. Now, I'm not trying to encourage you not to vote. I'm not trying to do that. But you cannot vote and still make it to heaven. You cannot have. Uh, You cannot ever ride the bus again and still make it to heaven. But now I'm grateful for the opportunity to do those things. But the ultimate point I'm making is let's appreciate the word of God even more than we appreciate the ability to ride buses with opposite races to vote. To go to restaurants where we used to not be able to, to go to schools. Look, I went to a school that in years past I would not have been able to go to. And God knows I'm thankful I went there. But I I found something that's even more precious. You know what? Let's go. I, I really didn't mean to go here, but, but let's go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3. Pick us up at verse one. I, I just want to read this. See, we're talking about something precious here. I, I, I know people who love jewelry; it's precious to them. Uh, r- reminds me of uh, <laughs> uh, what was that? The Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember that creature's name, but he just kept saying the precious. I I just I just think about that in my mind. You know, if only we looked at the word of God that way. You know, uh, there there are men out there who love their wives. There are wives who love their husbands. There are parents who love their children and, and they are precious in their sight. They are. I'm not trying to take away from anyone. I love my wife just as much as somebody else loves theirs. She's precious in my sight, but there's something more that I want my wife to have and that I want you to have and that I want to have. Something even more important in this life. Pick us up, Melvin, in verse one here. First Samuel 3 and verse one
0: and the and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli and the word and the word of the Lord was precious in those days there was no open vision see
1: it was precious in those days you know when something becomes precious or uh, if you say is rare it's because it's something that's not happening very often Something that's uh, you just don't see it much. There are diseases in our world that people say, "Oh, that's rare." There are phenomenons in our world that are rare. Uh, I know. Whenever there are different eclipses, and I won't even try to get into a science lesson on all, of the, <laughs> all of that stuff, but there are different eclipses that people. They plan for it. it, Certain ones only happen every so often, every X amount of years. And people plan. They can't wait to see it. It's a rare sight. I remember we seen one. uh, This was some years back, probably three, four years ago, I remember seeing one. A rare thing. A precious thing. And so we know there are some precious things that we've been given the opportunity, the opportunity to vote the opportunity for whites and blacks to come together, the opportunity for uh, Hispanics, for all of us to get together. Precious opportunities. But you know what else? The opportunity for us to get together and hear the word of God, to the opportunity for us to read the word of God, even from our homes, The opportunity for us to listen to Bible studies over the Internet. We're talking about something precious here. The precious word of God. Something that for a period of 400 years, God said, you know what? I'm not giving my word out because you guys won't listen because you won't hear me. I'm just not even going to give it out. You can seek me. You can pray for it. You can look here, look there. You can go and talk to whoever you want. But God said it's not happening. See, I want you to realize tonight what opportunity you have. People say you miss something good when it's gone. Look, I don't want God to take his word away from me. Because I didn't appreciate that that's, that's the reason why I'm saying now, look, we need to be in his word. I, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone under the sound of my voice for 30 days. Now, I'm not telling you to end there, but I'm telling you this is a start just for us to show God how much we appreciate this thing. Don't just sit down and read this stuff and say, well, I'm going to read it as fast as I can so I can say I read today. <laughs> God knows He He's watching now. He He's seeing. Do these people really appreciate my word? I'm telling you, appreciate what you have. This the word of God is precious. You know there are people neglecting this. Run over to the book of Hebrews, and we're, we're going to go back to Amos, but I want to run to. It, only one verse, only one verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 10 and 25. I'll see if we can make it back to Amos.
0: Not forsaking the assembling of your of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching.
1: You know, the reason I wanted to read this verse, I like to show. I like to make sure we read the verses. Now, I can just mention these things, but I want you to see these things for yourself. We have access to God right now through what Christ did for you and I. We've got access to God. He's given us His Word. He's telling us what things are going to happen. See, I'm grateful that God, through his word, see, a lot of people don't know what's actually happening in the world. Why? Because they have not appreciated the word of God enough to use it. We have not been seeking God's word enough and listening to it. See, if you really you're really connected with God, if you're really seeking him and and looking to learn every day, see, he's going to make it known to you that the return of Jesus is imminent. His return is close. Now, I'm not telling you, uh, I know you've heard this before. I'm not telling you he's coming tomorrow. I'm not telling you he's coming next week. I don't know when it is but I just see the signs. That's all I am telling you. I see the signs are here and they're continuing to become louder and louder and louder to the point where somebody's going to say, oh, he's not coming back. See, in this verse, he said at the very end of this verse, the writer here who we believe to be Paul, he said, and so much the more as... You see, you see the day approaching. You you see, it's getting here. It it might be a ways off. We don't know. But he said, You see, it's coming because of the signs that the word of God told us. See, I'm telling you to wake up and appreciate this while you have it. It's getting closer. See, right now, and we've talked about it over the course of the last however many weeks. Now, I, I, I look at these things. I look at how Israel, we know what's going on with Israel and Hamas. We know what's going on. And today, my, my mind was, I'm thinking about how God intervenes. See, God He gets to a place where he says, you know what? Enough is enough. God is patient. He's long-suffering. But it comes to a point where he says, fine, this is enough. He got to that place in the flood of Noah. God, had he sat back. He continued to allow people to do whatever they wanted to do. People ran around, killed, fornicated. All types of evil things, homosexuality, all types of wicked things going on in the world. People lying left and right. And so finally, God had enough. And He flooded the entire world, except Noah and His immediate family. And so after that happens, then we find. The generations after the flood, they said, man, we don't want this to happen to us again. Because all we've heard, our forefathers, our our grandparents and great-grandparents and all these people before us, they continually talk about this flood, how God destroyed the entire earth. Everyone living here, God consumed them. And so then we know they decided, let's build us a tower. So if a flood happens again, look, we've got a way out. See, as people, this is what we do. We try to find a way to escape problems. This is what we do. But you know, God wants us to come to him with our problems. He wants to help us overcome these burdens. But they didn't do that. They said, man, let's build this tower. So they all began working on it. And they got together, everyone was in agreement and God intervened again. See, there are certain things that we do, certain things as people that we do that causes God to intervene. See, I I like to study God. I want to know who he is. I want to know how he thinks His thoughts are far above my thoughts, but I want to get close enough to him that he would just share some information with me. And so I'm looking at when God steps in, what causes him to step in. And so now all of these years later, present day, I'm wondering, God, what's it going to take for you to step in? I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, I I truly don't believe. Now, this is just Tony talking. This is Minister Banks talking here. I'm not telling you God told me this, but I don't believe God is going to allow us to destroy each other. I don't believe he's going to allow that. He's going to do that. He's going to judge us. I don't believe he's going to allow us all to destroy each other. So, you know, my mind got to wondering, and I began to think about what happened at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The first and only, to my knowledge now, the first and only atomic bomb that have been used in a war. One bomb, one atomic bomb, one nuclear bomb killed over 70,000 people in an instant. I'm not talking about, well, they died years later in an instant. Do you have a question, Melvin? Oh, yeah. Uh, we we do have
0: another question. Um, Kiera asks, why is it important to be with saints as the day approaches? So... Is it that we can strengthen one another and be encouraged?
1: Let me let me get to that in just a second. So, I'm looking at God. Over seventy thousand people died from just the explosion of the bomb alone, and then from the reports, another seventy thousand died from the radiation that was left behind. You're talking 100 and, over 140,000 people from one bomb. You know, there are other countries that are and already have the same type of bombs, working on the same nuclear type bombs. And so the more we're at odds with one another, The more we begin to use force, the more, see, the nuclear bomb is supposed to be the last resort. So I'm wondering now, now I'm not telling you this is what's going to happen, but I'm wondering how far will the disputes in the world get before we begin to bomb one another again with nuclear weapons? I truly don't believe God is going to allow us to kill each other before he steps in. Now, I'm not telling you a nuclear bomb won't hit. I'm not saying that. But I am saying I don't believe God is going to allow us to kill everyone. I believe he'll intervene before then. But now, again, that, that's, that's me now. That's That's me. But now to get to this question, Paul here, he's telling them, look, we need one another. See, we're talking about being appreciative for what we have. We need each other. See, church, uh, us getting together, even for these Bible studies, any Bible study you're attending, see, that th- those are people gathering together, coming together. When we attend a church service, we're coming together so that we can receive of God, so that we can continue to fellowship. The, the, the Bible tells us we overcome by the blood of Jesus and also by the testimonies. See, we need one another to be saved, I, I know sometimes we say we don't need anyone, but now if you go back to the parable that Jesus spoke, and there were there was wheat and the tares. and now they had to have been gathered together around each other. They had to have been in the same place. And so some of the, in the parable now, the the, the followers of God, they begin to ask him, the servants of God, they begin to ask, should we pull up these tares? Should we get rid of the people who shouldn't be here, the people who really aren't trying to be saved? And God told him no, because if you do that, you'll pull up some of the wheat also. So what that tells me is, in order for us to be saved, we need one another. Even, even the people who aren't living right, we still need those people. So, it is important that we continue to assemble ourselves together because we're relying on each other. I. Uh, I don't remember exactly where the scripture is but he talks about look it's better to have two than one where there are two or three in another place in the New Testament where there are two or three gathered together he said he'll be in the midst he's operating based on us coming together because God is love, this isn't a one person thing. But so it is truly important that we continue. See, uh, you know, people people have this saying that iron sharpens iron, it does. You know, even, and I've said this many times, you know, when when I was, when I first got into ministry and I still am. This hasn't changed. I'm appreciative when people ask questions. Especially questions that I don't know the answer to because that helps me. So we come together to help each other grow. You can't grow without other people. It's it's just it just will not happen. I remember talking to a guy before, inviting him to a Bible study. He said, "Man, Look, I've got it all up here in my head. I don't need. (laughs) He said he doesn't need to come together. But the word of God does say we need that. See, how how can you pick yourself up? See, when you really get down, look, it's hard to pick yourself up. When you really get down, you need somebody else to do it. There's so much, there's so many benefits to us coming together. You know, no one wants to be alone in this world. Nobody truly wants to be alone. We might want to be alone for a period of time. There might be a time where, you know, you might get mad at your spouse and you say, I'm going in the room, I'm going to (laughs) go. You might want to be alone for a period of time. If your parents, uh, if you're a child growing up, uh, you know, you might get upset with your parents and you want to be left alone. You want to go to your room. But there comes a point in time where (laughs) you want to be accepted, accepted again. You don't want to be alone forever. See, God understands this from the very beginning. God created a woman so that it wouldn't just be one person on the earth. It's important for us to have other people around. It's important. So, let's go back. Uh, actually, let, let's, my time is just about out here, but let's, let's run over to the book of Second Peter. Chapter 3 and verse 2.
0: That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior.
1: See, his word is precious. You know, the Bible tells us how can we hear without a preacher? See, that's what we're coming together to do, is hear the word of God. How can you hear it if you don't come together? If you don't come together to hear someone preach it, how can you hear it? If nothing else, you've got to pick up the phone and say, let me call the preacher. If nothing else, you've got to uh, get in the car and go drive and see where he is or uh, they come to you. Whatever it is, you've got to come together to do it. At some point, I I know I just challenge you guys to read one chapter a day. And that's good. But at some point, he says, how can you hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? See, these are these are reasons why it's important. So now, this was spoken. The words were spoken now. This precious word of God, I'm, I want you to appreciate this. Don't take for granted God's word. Read for us, Mel.
0: Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, Walking after their own
1: lust. See, you see the day approaching. The day is approaching. There are people that are coming, walking after their own lust. Look, they're doing whatever they want to do, they're living however they want to live. Scoffers. In the last day, see, Appreciate the word of God. Look at what he says. Knowing this, that there shall come scoffers in the last days. Tell me what days we're living in. Read for us, Melvin.
0: And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the
1: creation. (laughs) You've got people saying, you guys keep talking about Jesus is coming, but we haven't seen him yet. You guys have been talking about this for so long. Just give it a break. (laughs) I'm trying to get someone out there to appreciate the word, appreciate how he tells us this is what's going to happen. He's telling us. But somebody's still going to reject it. Somebody's still going to take this lightly. But he's trying to warn us. All right. Skip down. Let's skip. Let's skip. Let's skip down to verse nine.
0: All right. The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but as long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to
1: repentance. This is this is what this program is about. There's joy in the midst of every storm. There should be some joy in knowing that God, He's waiting on us. Now I don't want you to think He's going to wait. Forever. Because with the condition of the world, he's trying to wake somebody up. But I'm afraid somebody's going to wait too late. Peter here is letting us know God isn't, he's not slack concerning his promise. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. But just remember, there are going to be people walking around saying you're crazy. You've been saying this for a long time. But this is the same thing that happened in Noah's day. This is the same thing. us, Melvin.
0: But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up.
1: Look, he's trying to tell us what's going to happen. Appreciate this. You know, sometimes people read these things, they don't care about it. They don't appreciate this. But will you be one to appreciate God trying to warn you? He says it's going to happen before you even notice it as a thief in the night. It's going to happen so fast. Sometimes we think we have so much time. And when you really sit back and observe things, You know, it seems like it was yesterday when you were a young child. Now, here we are, 20, 30 years old, 40, 50. But we can think back and say, oh, man, I remember the days I used to do X, Y, Z. It's happening so fast. And the word of God, through the preacher here, he's trying to warn you. Appreciate this. Because in times past, his word wasn't even going out. God said, look, there's going to be a famine in the land. I won't even be given my word. Now we have access to it. Now he's giving his word to us. We can read this word every day if we wanted to. But it sits and collects dust. I I usually read off of my phone and my wife usually talks to me about not using my physical copy. But now you don't have to use one or the other. You can use whichever one you want, but at least use one of them. Appreciate this while you have it. Seek him while he's able to be found. There's coming a time and I fear is getting closer and closer because I continue to look at the signs. I'm looking at the advancements we've made in this world and I'm saying to myself, how much longer? How, how long before God has to step in again? How long? He is being patient. He's being, he's long suffering towards us but there are some things that we can do that will cause him to step in. We see the crime continuing to skyrocket. We're seeing all these mass shootings and people go and and have a mass shooting and then turn around and kill themselves. Look at the devil at work. It's not God. At what point will you wake up and appreciate what God's word said. It's time for God's people to get saved. It's time for his people to remain saved. You know, if you really knew all of the signs that were in this book, the more and more we see what signs he said would happen, the more you'll understand why. They really were expecting Jesus to return even before they died. If you really knew all of these signs, that's why I'm encouraging you. Start reading more and more so that God will begin to deal with you so that you can see more from him. Because as long as you don't know any of the things in this book, it's going to be tough on you. It's going to be extremely hard and and really impossible for you to truly hear from God. So appreciate this while you have the opportunity because the more I read, the more that I see, I see that although God is so gracious, although he's so loving, so kind, so long-suffering towards us, I see that there's coming a point where God is going to say, there's no more. And I don't want to see that happen to people. I want to see people saved. I want to see you enjoy the, the peace that's going to be in heaven. I want you to enjoy that. But I'm seeing people are not really appreciating what God has to say. You know, somebody asked a question the other day. They said, do I need to be baptized to be saved? Flip over, Mel, before we get out of here. Run over to the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Somebody asked a question, do I need to be baptized to be saved? And now I won't really go and break all of this down like I need to or to to make sure that you really understand. But now we did many, many Bible studies on this. Um, And God knows I, I plan to do another one here in the future, here pretty soon. But now to answer your question plainly, yes. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You need to in order to be saved. You need to. But before you get upset and say, oh, no, I don't, Tony, you're wrong. I want to challenge you to appreciate what God says. Forget what I say. Appreciate what God says. Read Acts
0: 2.38 for us, Melvin. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost.
1: Now, just before this, in verse 37, these people asked the question to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said, what you need to do is you need to repent. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus For the remission of sins. Now, if you tell me you don't need to be baptized, then I will ask you, how are your sins remitted? If you don't need to be, but Peter said you need to for your sins to be remitted, the Bible tells us that Peter was given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He was given what it's going to take to let us into heaven. Jesus told him, he taught him, he taught these apostles. And so now they're trying to teach us. But the problem is we don't want to appreciate what they're telling us. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear what Peter has to say. But I'm warning you because so often I feel God, he... (laughs) He brings the profit out of me, and I have to warn people. But so often I have to warn because I'm seeing the day approaching, and so many people we're neglecting what God told us. We're putting it aside. We, we, we're waiting on repenting. We're waiting on receiving the Holy Ghost. We're saying I've got time, but you don't. You don't. Not to continue to put this off. Appreciate it while you have it. While you have this chance, appreciate this. If you want to know what it takes to be saved, appreciate what the word of God says. Don't fight his word. Don't be rebellious of his word as Israel was. You can go all throughout the Old Testament. See, the Bible tells me the Old Testament was written for our learning. You can learn something from this book. <laughs> Somebody told me some time ago, they said, man, the Bible can't change anybody. See, that? that's coming from someone who does not appreciate this word. This book will change you. What book? Look, books can change you. Books, look, people go to prison. And if they begin to read books in prison, it can completely change that person. And you mean to say the Bible can't change anybody. Look, God, may God bless you. I pray that we would wake up and that we would appreciate what God is trying to tell us because he has commandments, he has instructions. And if you don't follow those, it has nothing to do with me now. This is all coming from God. I wish that we would take him serious to find out what he says. Don't just say, well, I believe in God. It's more than that. It's more than that. So I'm going on and on because I really want you to be saved. And somebody's going to fool you if you don't, if you are not willing to pay attention and appreciate what God says. May God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Melvin.
0: Thank you, Minister Banks. Uh, We do have a few other comments. Uh, Paul says, appreciate you, Tony. Um, Kim says, greetings in in Jesus' name to all. God is so good that I just can't tell it all. That is definitely true. Uh, Let's see. Sister Rosa says, praise the Lord. Um, And also Sister Cynthia says, praise the Lord. And David says, there are some countries even now that if you are found having a Bible, it could cost you your life. And that's why we should appreciate it even more over here in the United States of America where we can, well, in most places, openly claim our faith without having to worry about um, death or situa- or being cast into prison or something like that. Um, let's see. Uh, Larry Wanda says, we need each other. We are better together. Um, David says, we are many members but of one body, the church that the Lord Jesus is coming back for. Uh, Larry Wanda says, to add to what Minister Banks is saying, um, I'm reminded of Romans chapter 15 and verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. We need each other. And they also said it's so ironic that y'all are teaching on studying the Word of God. We've been dealing with spiritual discipline in Bible class, spending time with God in His Word. And yes, we should definitely find time each and every single day, even multiple times a day. And I know that I can be guilty of, of not doing that, but it's just that important that we need to find the time. So I accept the challenge, you know, I'll be reading a chapter and I'll try to push myself to read even more um, daily. Cause like, as I said before, it really is important. And we should also appreciate the opportunity that we have now. Um, I remember listening to a lot of Bible studies and the preacher would always say, this is a golden opportunity. It's such a great um, privilege to hear the word of God, To hear." what God is um, trying to get us to see because we are in the the, um, time of the Holy Ghost where God is pouring out his spirit so that we have the opportunity to be saved. And we will not always have that opportunity. And as has been mentioned previously, a lot of times before, um, Israel is our time clock. So we definitely need to appreciate the opportunity. Um, Those are all of our comments, and that's all that I have to add to the message. So um, I do pray that you guys have gotten something out of it and learned how to apply the things learned to your daily lives, as I will strive to do the same. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe and blessed weekend and try to stay warm out there. The temperature is dropping. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign $JOYSTORM12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.